welcome to Austin versus Bronte Battle of the Bonnets. This is episode zero. It is the prequel and just the introduction to the project and um, to your hosts. So first of all, I'm Lauren Burke. I am your American host. Um, I live in Chicago and I'm a writer and editor, mostly of comics. I will be Team Bronte going forward. I am also jo- joined by Team Austin, my co-host, Hannah Chapman. Hi, yeah, I'm Hannah Chapman. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm so Team Austin, it's embarrassing because I think I've only read half of a Bronte novel once. And I didn't like it very much. So <laughs> um, I'm a, a comics writer and I just sometimes write other stuff, but I mostly just do comics, I guess. Yeah. And edit them too. Oh, yeah. I edit them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess we both do lots of stuff in comics. So Yeah. I guess we should mention that. So I edit for Ladies Night Anthology, which is an all girl um, comics anthology. And I edit for Comic Book Slumber Party, which is an all girl comics anthology. <laughs> it's, so, it's so weird. That's so funny how we know each other in such it's, a big industry. It's very strange. And so... Um, I guess I'll jump ahead a little bit and I'll also say like, because we have this sort of shared world of comics um, and we put together anthologies, um, this is not only a podcast project, but this is also a book anthology that we're putting together. And there will be lots of our um, female artist friends working on this book as well. And guy friends, which is exciting and new to And guy friends. (laughs) Yeah, I know. When we were working on like who was going to be on this book. I was like, do I know male artists? It's so weird. I know so many male artists. So Do you? I know like I know two. lots. It's like, and they're like, can I be in your book? And I say, no, but this time I can say yes. And that's the second time this has happened this year. <laughs> so weird. It's very weird. Yeah, I know like two guys and their work is okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's fine. It's better than fine. Anyway, anyway. Okay, so before we go into the book portion... Um, let's talk just like a little bit more about Bronte and Austin, our love of Bronte and Austin. Sure. Um, so how did you become team Jane? Uh, so, um, I can remember really vividly when the BBC Colin Firth adaptation of Pride and Prejudice aired for the first time. And I it was like 1996, like five, wasn't it? Okay. I might be wrong now. Uh, But yeah, so my mum would record it when it was on. And then on Sunday, after we all went to bed, she would pull out the sofa bed and watch the video. So the quality was really bad. um, And I would run downstairs and like get into the bed with her and just watch Jane Austen. And I had no clue what was going on whatsoever. So that was like the first time. And then... When I was 12 years old, I went on holiday to York and my mum was like, why don't you try reading Pride and Prejudice? So I read it for the first time then and kind of just Mm. fell in love with it. And it was funny because my stepmom is also a really big Jane Austen fan. So I had it from both angles. Like my mum was just like, read Mm. all of these Jane Austen books. And then my stepmom was also saying it and it was this nice way of kind of feeling connected to them both at the same time I guess and it's always felt a bit like that and then my my family would like take me to stately homes where they they filmed 
like the scenes like I went to the place where Colin Firth comes out of the lake when I was like I'm so 14 jealous. so <laughs> like a lot of it a lot of it was to do with having a big crush on Mr Darcy um and then I kind of got older and I realized that Pride and Prejudice isn't even the best book uh and I worked I got a job at the Jane Austen Center for a bit and then I, I got really heavily into it and since then I've kind of just been boring everyone with all of the stuff I learned about Jane Austen there. So, I, yeah, I guess that's it. What's funny is, like, we have a ton in common, but we also de- disagree a lot, because I definitely, I know it's boring, but I definitely think Pride and Prejudice is the best book. Like, hands You're down. so wrong. Like, that's why you're <laughs> not an Austen fan. Like, I don't... Uh, it's just so not the right. I mean... We'll probably have a whole episode about this, but yeah. <laughs> so why um, uh, why bronze? I um I had a really hard time like learning how to read, and I think that's because the school I went to, like the first school I went to, they taught phonics, and it just more it seemed to me more about like memorization versus than actually understanding the language and the components of language. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I couldn't get the hang of it. It took me a long time. And then finally, um, I had this reading tutor um, named Miss Self, and she really worked like one-on-one with me. I changed schools, and then I just suddenly became, like overnight, like became a hardcore reader. I was like, you know, from like four to seven, really struggling with reading. And then at seven years old, I just started reading like every book possible. And one of the first books she gave me was Secret Garden. Which is not a Bronte book, but it Thank is. Thank you for clarifying, because when you sent the <laughs> show notes, I was like, oh, I was convinced that... Well, I wasn't convinced. I just didn't know it was a Bronte book. I was really surprised, but it's not. It feels, so. it feels up their alley. I mean, that's the thing about it, is that it's a nice, like, soft introduction to gothic literature, you know? It has all the components. And um, I loved it, and I just read it over and over again. And um, at the time, I lived in Ohio, and I was, like, constantly begging my mom to actually take us to York. (laughs) So I'm, like, really jealous of your childhood because I just was like, can we go to England? Can we go to the Moors? Like, I just want to – I don't want to go to Disneyland. And, um, yeah, my mom – so my mom was like, okay, you really love this book. Then you should definitely um, read Wuthering Heights, which she gave to me, and I was definitely a little too young with it to to read it. Because okay. my mom gave me like Wuthering Heights and Anna Karenina when I was like nine and ten, and I, I think my mom hated... gave me Danielle Steele when I was that age. Like, really, your mom was giving you the highbrow stuff. That's really good. She was, yeah. My mom's pretty highbrow. Like, she wanted to be an English teacher, and um, instead she became an ER nurse. But yeah, so. She was always pushing books on me and Wuthering Heights, like, I remember reading it like two or three times and I just like, I hated it, but I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I kept going back to it and I just kind of became obsessed with it. Um, But I think it was definitely maybe like a little too dark for little Lauren, you know, like I, it's complicated. Like I think Jane Eyre and Wuthering Heights are very dark and strange and complicated and um, I went on to Austin probably about the same time you did. So 12, 13, then I started reading. I read Pride and Prejudice and Sense and Sensibility mm-hmm. and Emma. And I loved those books. You I loved, loved Emma? I loved, loved them. I loved Emma. Wow. I actually am rereading Emma right now. And it's um, it's really funny. For yeah. a long time, it was it, it falls in and out of like my top three. But it's very funny. Anyway, yeah. So um. 
then I didn't come back to like Jane Eyre or Wuthering Heights until I was like 19 or 20, somewhere around there. And I loved them. I loved them. I thought it was like, I think it was the right time too, because I was suffering from a really hardcore depression when I was 19. And I think it was just the brooding and the language and the darkness. I just like really, really loved it. Like in the show notes, I know this is totally ridiculous, but when I was like thinking about my love of the Brontes, I was just thinking about like how big and bold they are. And just um, for me, they're sort of like the literary equivalent of like Florence and the Machine. Just like how, <laughs> just like how big the music is, you know, okay. how epic. Um, so yeah. So yeah. And it made me think like, well, what is the like musical equivalent of Jane Austen then? Uh, so for me, um, I think the musical equivalent of Jane Austen would maybe like someone like um Rachel Dad or like maybe Laura Marling like so someone who is mostly on their own and is probably mm-hmm. like a self-taught musician and they're a little bit sarcastic yes. and their career kind of started because they were just writing to you know like make people laugh like so they were right. like oh I can like if I learn how to play the guitar, I can like play it in front of my mates and then they'll like it. But I actually don't think that's the background of either of those two people that I said. Like someone a bit foggy. I don't know. Not like, not someone really big, like someone a bit subtle. Not like it's not, not um, Taylor Swift. Not Taylor Swift. Well, I think like in the like, yeah, like maybe. But actually, I think Taylor Swift is. I think Taylor Swift needs to read some Jane Austen books. Yeah. Like I actually, you know what? I think she needs to read. Collection. She needs to read like some some Bronte though. Actually, do you think some like Bronte? Yeah, yeah. I think she needs like a little darkness in her life. Maybe I don't know. She yeah. dated Tom Hiddleston, so that's true. That's another episode. Pretty, it's pretty dark times. <laughs> we have a lot of thoughts on that. Um, so we are keeping this episode tight. We're gonna keep it short. For our editors, and I guess we'll, we're going to go ahead and thank our like audio people and our editors right now, just so we don't forget. So on my I'm, side, yeah. I'll thank John Craig for sure, my husband, who is an AV engineer professionally, and he's only dedicating X amount of hours per week to this project for free. So thank you, John. And on your end, Hannah. Oh yeah. So at my end, my uh, friend. Jack Henley is helping me with the recording. Thank you for this scary microphone that I'm talking into. So yeah, good. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Because I totally was going to forget at the end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I will say this. So um, there's already a ton of bios and documentaries on the Bronte sisters and Jane Austen. So um, on this podcast... And for the book, we've decided to take a slightly different approach to exploring the lives of all these writers. So each week, what we're going to do is we're going to have a theme, and we're going to use that theme to compare and contrast um, the Austins and the Brontes. So some of the titles for our upcoming shows include uh, Gothic versus Regency Fashion, Northanger Abbey versus Jane Eyre, and Heathcliff versus Darcy. And then Hannah, do you want to talk about how we're going to set up the book a little bit? Because I know it's a little confusing. Yeah, so 
Um, every episode of the podcast, like Lauren said, is going to talk about a different subject and then the book will expand on that with uh, the essays. But then those are going to be uh, kind of added to with some illustrations and infographics and comics uh, from our friends in the comics industry. And we'll be looking at like what would happen if Teen Austin met the Bronze sisters and what would happen if they were professional wrestlers which is the one that I'm most excited about because I really think that Jane Austen would smash a piano forte over someone's head. Do you think that? I think she's That's got totally like, a good upper Emily body strength. Move. No, Jane like she just whips it out of nowhere like she lifts it up she throws it because the thing with the piano forte is you can get three people at once with it. You can. That's true. That's true. And the Brontes are very small, like especially Charlotte. She's very, very tiny. I like actually love all of the descriptions and all the books that I read about the Brontes because they're all like teeny tiny and have giant heads. My favorite description about Jane Austen is that Cassandra, her sister, did a really bad painting of her. And then um, the record is that their brother Henry says like, oh, it doesn't even look like her. And like, it's the only painting. <laughs> And like people think there's this other painting, but I don't. That's that's like a whole other thing we can talk about. But that like, oh, you know that rubbish painting Cassandra did? Yeah, it doesn't look like her. So good luck trying to figure out what Jane Austen looked like, idiots. Her descriptions are always more positive than the ones of the Brontes. Like, I was reading one the other day that was just all about Charlotte's teeth and how bad they were. I know and that people were just like, oh, her head is giant. Her teeth are terrible. And- Ugh, I know that her mum had like quite a prominent nose okay, and it's the Lee nose because before her mum became an Austin she was a Lee and um, there's a cameo of her mum and she's just got this crazy nose um, so I imagine Jane probably had some of the Lee nose going on and like her mum was like very funny and she would like joke like oh it's my inheritance you know <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I imagine there's some of that in her looks so I, I like so to think are- of Jane Austen having like a a big nose. I think that that works for me. That that sounds good. I have a big nose. I can relate. <laughs> I um, those, that's going to be like the kind of art direction that we're going to be giving to our artists. Basically, she has a big nose. Charlotte has a giant head and terrible teeth. Yeah, we'll do like paper masks. Uh, so the book is coming out uh, with Unbound. So there'll be links in the show notes and in the description. So like, definitely just consider backing the project if you want to get a copy of the book and you will receive bonus podcasts and like there's going to be other rewards and stuff if you support it's kind of like regular crowdfunding but for but just for books um which we have yeah a lot of ideas for uh backer rewards too that are like super cute and super exclusive jane austen dnd jane austen dnd i dream about which i know i know nothing about dnd you're like the dnd master so uh i've rolled a dice or two yeah yeah you have so um this is gonna be all you babe (laughs) you drop your you drop your handkerchief at the foot of a shoulder a shoulder soldier (laughs) roll for luck like see if he picks up i don't know roll for speech and see if you can say the word shoulder or soldier well we'll Uh, there's gonna be like when you go ahead (laughs) I was just gonna I was gonna try and move swiftly off this shoulder soldier debate uh by just saying like we had other things planned. 
right? We do. We do. We've got really cute things planned. Yes. Like things that we can't quite talk about yet. But I have ideas in my mind. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be working with like Jack Teagle and Valentin Gallardo and Mitil Vangeli and Julia Sheila and um, who else? Weiwei Pang? Lauren? Yeah. Who are the um, others? Did we say, you said uh, J.M. Tolman as well. Uh, Monica no, I Raz. didn't. Yeah, I'm excited for those guys. And what I love too is um, these artists, we've really um, played to their strengths on this project. So like Monica Raz is really known for drawing hunks, like just hunky, hot men. It's like her thing. It's what she does best. So um, it was funny last night when you were like, Monica Raz should draw hunks. And I was like, yeah, she should. So I approached her last night and said, would you like to draw, you know, Darcy and like Heathcliff and I gave her a bunch of like hot guys to use and Henry like, Tilney as... from Northanger Abbey and Henry Henry Tilney I did OG give her Tilney babe. as well okay good thanks like I gave her like Jason Momoa as inspiration for Heathcliff and okay. she's like oh yeah she's like I can do this in my sleep this is my forte I'm gonna do this <laughs> knock it out of the park and so next week in the next episode we are going to be looking at uh the places that they grew up right yes exactly and we may even have to split that episode into two episodes because it is going to be a lot of information um i will say like going forward the podcast is not going to be very bio heavy um because there are so many biographies and documentaries on the brontes and the austins and and movies and everything like we don't want to retread like the same information like we want to actually have fun with this podcast But we do know that there actually are a lot of newbies that we're attracting, especially from the comic world. And um, they may need like sort of a refresher course and just sort of need to know the basics about their lives. So next week we will discuss or we'll discuss um, Steventon and Hayworth. I can't say this. Hayworth? I need a, I want to call it Hayworth. Is it not? I think it's Howarth. Man, I don't know. I can say say it in a British accent. Hayworth. <laughs> I'm looking at it and I want to say Hayworth. But also, I want there to say Hayworth too, but I think it's like Howarth. 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 Yeah. I guess we could okay, look. Howarth. I guess we could clarify that. I guess if any I've... listeners have a, want to send in like a voice thing, you can. I know. Maybe if it's different just in a to... Yorkshire accent. I've only been listening to people say it in a Yorkshire accent, so I'm... it's very can difficult you, for can me. Can you do that? My... Can you do a Yorkshire accent? Oh, God. I. Not on command, okay. but actually maybe like if we're just like effing around later. So that's like the I'll, bonus. I'll do it. The bonus episode is that Laura. It's a bonus episode. Yorkshire. Um. So we're I, looking at. I do love doing it though. <laughs> I really do love doing it. It's terrible. It's it's awful, but I love doing so it. So I'm really excited to talk about Bath versus the Moors because I have a lot of opinions about Jane Austen's time in Bath. Um. Okay. And, perfect. Like, she. I don't know. This that wasn't like a good place for her. Uh, and then also, love and friendship versus the gondols, yeah. the gondals, gondols, and and Angria, which are the early writings of um, the Brontes. Wow, and that includes everyone, including uh, Branwell, their brother, who we'll we'll discuss um, quite a bit because Branwell's quite the character. And we'll we'll be discussing like just the early lives of them in general, won't we? So like Jane's early life, and then. 
the Bronte. Yeah, and we'll we'll kind of set the scene too for like I mean it's the time period is very important. They grew, you know, they don't really overlap. I think they overlap like a year. I think maybe Charlotte yeah. was born the year Jane died or something around there. Um, oh, actually, no, sorry. Um, I think the year that her father was born. Sorry, Patrick Bronte was born the same year that Jane died. Um, okay. So, you know, the, the the time period is really important to discuss. And then also, um, I think it's really important to talk about North England versus South England. Just sort of like give maybe a primer to Americans about. Sure. About like, I don't really know about that. Like, I'm from the south of England. I'm from Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Me, like me and Jane Austen are from the same county. Like this team thing goes, it's got roots. Oh, it goes deep. <laughs> so deep in who I am. Um, we can certainly try and talk about it. Yeah, so we'll talk about that. And then um, I would I, say some of the things that I'm reading in preparation for next week, if people want to read along, you definitely can. Or if you just want to like a refresher. Um, so I'm going to go go over Love and Friendship again because I haven't read it in a while. And I really enjoy it. And then um, I also highly recommend uh, The Bronte Sisters, The Brief Lives of Charlotte, Emily, and Anne by Catherine Reef. This book is, um, it's a bio and it's pretty standard, but it is sort of geared towards young adults. Um, okay. I just really like the prose style and I really like all the pictures and sort of all the reference that's in the book. I think, you know, I read a lot of books that are by uh, different university presses and academic presses and with those you know it's usually someone's thesis and they're trying to prove to you like how much research they've done and there's one book I'm reading on the Brontes right now and I swear it's just like pages and pages and pages on Patrick Bronte and I'm just like okay like get it like it's been 100 pages okay also I just dropped an f-bomb I don't know if we're allowed to do that guys I don't know just beep it out of like the sound of a chicken I'm gonna beep <laughs> yeah we'll do that like these we'll are women that with definitely some sound of- were around chicken I think. Yeah, we'll do that. that we'll come mean? up with some some cute sound effects. Um, but yeah, I I think that um, the Bronte Sisters by Catherine Reef is actually I just really it's very easily digestible. It's really well written. Um, it's just a really nice read. So then it also is is great um, if you wanted to give this to you know a student in your life, a child in your life, if you wanted to sort of educate some young person in your life. I think this is um, a great book to kind of bring them into the world of the Brontes. Well, I hate young people, so my recommendation is not for them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really. You just, uh, you hate young people. I just say a reactionary thing at all times. Um, so mm-hmm. I would like to recommend uh, a book called A Truth Universally Acknowledged, 33 Great Writers on Why We Read Jane Austen. Um, Ooh, and I remember nice. reading this for the first time when I worked at the Jane Austen Centre in Bath and just I think it just gave me like a much deeper understanding of the books than I'd had before because it was the first time I read something that was like examining her work like I read her stuff Mm -hmm. a lot like I read all of her letters and so I was just kind of like just reading it and I had my own interpretations and then I had my own interpretations and then this was the first time that I was seeing how you know other people felt about it and you know it has uh, essays from Virginia Woolf in there um it looks at things like gender politics and just like all sorts of stuff like it's so interesting like it really is a good book so I'm gonna try and reread that but also I might try and read like anything 
fully by a Bronte because unlike oh Lauren, who has her feet a little bit in both camps, I am so pro Jane Austen that I tried to read Jane Eyre and Villette and I was like, no, I'm just going to go and reread Persuasion. So I guess this is my opportunity to um, not be an idiot and I will learn as we go along and by the end maybe I will be team Bronte yeah I think so too I think um hopefully this first podcast was not an an enormous disaster Mm -hmm. I thought I would laugh a lot more did you because I just giggle through everything yeah yeah maybe we should be funnier I know we're gonna be funnier next week probably this is our first time I'm sorry you know (laughs) I just set myself up for a fool okay yeah next week we're actually gonna make people laugh that's our goal the only goal the only goal but at least maybe we told people um what we're about and what we're doing and what to read so that's good exactly we've done it we nailed it yeah we've done it oh congratulations congratulations hannah (laughs) congratulations for success This isn't going in, is it? Is this how we end every episode? It probably, I think it will go in. Congratulating yeah, actually, each other? Um, yeah, I think we're just congratulating each other. We're just going to high five. And um, and well done to tell... you, listener, for sitting through yeah. it. Congratulations Thank God to for you. you. Yeah, probably really. just our closest friends and family just listening to this. Thanks, mom. Rolling their eyes. Yeah, thank you, mom. My mom actually probably won't listen. Um, but I will tell everyone <laughs> to uh, follow us on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Our handle is bonnets at dawn, B-O-N-N-E-T-S at dawn. Um, and yeah, use the hashtag Austin versus Bronte and sort of interact with us. Please like send us recommendations for books and or hate mail. Thoughts. Hate, hate mail, please. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll, I'll cry. I'll be crushed. But I'll also read it on air. So yeah, we'll read if it. If you want to send us like send me your fan fiction. Oh my god, if you have fan fiction, please. I would love to do a whole fan fiction episode and a naughty episode. Yes. Because I have heard of some um, Jane Austen X-rated Pride tapes. and Prejudice and Platypuses. That's the sexy one, I think. <laughs> that one's in print. I'm pretty sure that's an actual book. Oh, oh really? That's not a joke. Yeah. Okay. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I as soon as I announced like I was doing this, I had a friend just like send me an IM like, do you know about Jane Austen porn? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. Next week. <laughs> Next week. No, we're going to save that, guys. It's going to be like week, I don't know, 15 or 16. We're going to make you wait for it. Just, yeah. Just wait, wait for the porn. How do we recover from that sentence? I don't know. I don't know. John's going to have to do some creative editing here. Just say goodbye. Just say goodbye. Yeah. Okay. Just. All right. Bye, guys. (laughs)